Hmm, that's weird. That's weird. Kind of weary me out. You are a sad, strange little man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's just crazy. Isn't that weird? That's weird, man. It's strange. What's up, campers? Welcome back to episode 169 of Camp Strange. I am your camp counselor, Alex Tobin. Hey, and I'm your camp counselor, uh, Tobias. <laughs> okay. Doesn't make sense at all. Nothing on this podcast it's a name. makes sense. We're And we're back to bring the spooky, wacky, Coward. weird, strange, and <laughs> cowardly music. David's story has to do with music. Yeah, so the music. best music you'll ever hear. I feel like it has nothing to do with music. Because they, I said, what's your one word? And he said, um, music. Yeah, music. And I'm like, yeah. oh, that sounds like it doesn't have to do with music. Oh, yeah, I mean, it It does, but it doesn't. Does it like the you'll brown s- noise? You'll see. Okay. Uh, well, well. Before we see, we got to catch you up on any of the weird news you may have missed uh, this month. We've taken some time off. Uh, yeah. We we had some we had some stuff going on, as you guys know if you follow us on Instagram. So, but we're back, and uh, we're we're ready to uh, get funny. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. we're we're funny again, guys. <laughs> we weren't going through dramatic life events and just stress. No, it's fine. It's fine. We're hey, funny. we went to a wedding. That was fun. Great wedding. Oh yeah, what wedding was? <laughs> oh yeah, we did. Uh, yeah, Alex wedding. Yeah, Alex. Congratulations to the, to the Aratos. Yeah, um, oh, Alec, yeah we got... Alec was a guest. He was back yeah. in the day. I mean, way, we way, guests. way, way. We haven't had a guest on in a while, but um, no, it's kind of hard these days. Yeah, with uh, our personalities. Yeah, I, court ordered that we had to separate because I kept biting. <laughs> but um, speaking of biting, uh, no, I don't. I don't have a biting story here. But I got, I got two. I'll, I'll let you go first. I feel like you're gonna take one of these stories, so I'll, you All go right. first. Uh, do not engage man dressed in Cookie Monster costume at the Santa Cruz Wharf uh, Pier, police say. What does that mean, do not engage? What is he doing? Uh, they will. I actually read this article, believe it or not. What? And the, you know what the best part? You changed. You know what the best part about me reading this article is? What? They did not provide any information. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this it, man! It, okay, it literally just says uh, the police are warning visitors to keep an eye out for a man dressed as a Cookie Monster. Do not engage him. Police say that this man it has faced criminal charges in other parts of the country, although police could not provide any additional details. So, they're not now, saying what he did, but it's not good. Is he? Are they speaking of the man in the in the costume or the Cookie Monster itself? That's a good question. They might be confused. <laughs> the cops show up and they tackle him, and then the head falls off, and the cop goes, "There's a man in here." Oh, sir, sir are saved, you okay? We sir, we saved you. This this Cookie Monster ate this man. Um, yeah, I. It, is it is it better or worse to not tell people what's going on with this man? Like. Is he you know, violent? Got, is he sexual? It's got to be bad. He's he's probably a groper. Yeah, but like they should really announce that, right? Yeah. I no, feel like it, it, you no, know. not Grover, um, Cookie oh, Monster. S- sorry. 
my yeah. my confusion. The, the other blue puppet. Grover's weird. Which one was Grover? Uh, I think he's on Sesame Street, but he's just like a blue guy. Like, oh, I he was like know. a mini Cookie Monster. No, he wasn't a Cookie Monster. He was just blue and fuzzy. But I don't know what his like yeah. personality was. Like, what was his thing? Who like was Grover? <laughs> People ask you, oh, like, hey Grover, uh, what are you up to today? No one asks you. Uh, Who st- are you? <laughs> Stephen Grover Cleveland was an American lawyer and politician who served as the twenty second and twenty fourth president of the United States. Whoa! <laughs> and he was on Sesame Street. Yeah. Yo, that's wild. Blue, blue fur and everything. Talk about range. No, I don't know. Yeah, but do you know who Grover is? Yeah, he kind of looks like the Cookie Monster, but he's small. Yeah, he's just like a little man. He he's is not just like a, a little. He's just a little man. I don't like him. I do not like him. Beware of him. See, I like Cook, him. Cookie Monster, you know what you're getting. You know, he's just like, he's insane. He loves cookies. His eyes go two separate ways. Like, you're like, you know, if you want to approach this man, like, that's on you. But, like, you kind of know what you're getting. Grover, I feel like he could just, like, pull a knife out of him, like, somewhere and just hold you up at a subway or something like that. You never know with him. Yeah, he's- so I, I, found, I found the the Grover we're talking about. Um I found his Wikipedia page, but it says origins, and I got really excited. But then it's just talking about them, uh, like making the puppet, which isn't. What do you well, mean making the puppet? Well, when He's two a... puppets love each other, <laughs> this makes more sense to me. Okay, yeah. yes, I thought you meant two people just made. No, Grover's real. Yes, apparently there's a super Grover. Oh, okay, we need to stop right now. This is getting a little too crazy. Beware of the Super Grover, okay? That's all I have to say. What pier was this guy? Santa Cruz? Okay, he's nearby. He might be down in L.A. soon. Yeah. Keep an eye out for uh, Cookie Monster. He's making his way up and down the coastline. Well, I need I need you to keep an eye for somebody else. As Texas man arrested for stealing two monkeys from Dallas oh, Zoo. Like Says that. he'll do it again if released. Court documents show. So. I feel I knew- like that type of threat isn't as cool as, like, I don't know, like a serial killer, which I mean, isn't cool. I'm just saying like stealing mm-hmm. monkeys, like I'm going to do it again. If you let me out of here, like what are they supposed to keep them for life for stealing two monkeys? Yeah. It's kind of, well, I think they, <laughs> they already caught him again. Okay. So listen to this. So this 24 year old guy, um, he, he broke into an enclosure. He hopped the fence at night, got some like wire clippers, went in, cut the wires, took the monkeys uh, back to his house, which was like 15 miles away or something like that. And when police finally found his house, he had the two monkeys in there. But I guess he's just like an animal lover slash fan slash thief because they've also found like a bunch of cats and like pigeons. (laughs) I'm checking all those boxes over here. That's crazy. Oh, his name's Davian Irvin. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think he also, he got charged with animal cruelty I, and burglary. But I just don't think that's like animal cruelty. But I guess you can't just go steal monkeys from the zoo. So you're going to get hit with something. Yeah. But I think he was, they said that he was acting suspicious because I just read somewhere in here. I can't find it now, but he was questioning people. <laughs> 
he was questioning like workers at the aquarium about the fish or something like that, and they thought it was really weird. Um, I feel <laughs> like it, what does that normal. one taste like? Yeah. <laughs> what does that one taste like? Okay, what about that one? How much? How long could that one survive outside of the water and or in my pocket? You're like, what? He's like, now, nothing. Would it? Would it be happy in a bathtub? <laughs> oh, dude! I just saw another thing where a burglar broke into a house and accidentally like shattered a fish bowl, and the, obviously a goldfish was inside. So they filled the sink up with water and they put the fish in there. So they came home to like their house burgle, burgled, burgled, but they found the fish in the sink with like the stopper in there. So the fish are just swimming around in there. I guess that's nice. Yeah, they're not. That's... They're not Satan. Um, no, no, they just, they have a love for fish, but I'd be like, take the fish. That's the one thing I didn't need. That fish made of gold, baby. Didn't you hear its name? (laughs) Oh, they also found a dead feeder fish in fish food. What is a feeder fish? Like that's the type of fish you feed to other fish. Why did he have that? Do monkeys eat feeder fish? No, he probably, uh, cats. Cats like fish. You've seen the cartoons. (laughs) They also have a pie and a windowsill. <laughs> we know we love them. A big mallet, some cartoon. They caught them with a big. They, you know, how they caught them. They painted a fucking tunnel on a big rock, <laughs> and he thought there's much more cats in there, and he yep. ran right into it. Um, but yeah, so this guy's just been stealing monkeys all over. Uh, it's kind of like out of all the crimes, like I don't know, kind of a cool. These monkeys are cool. They're called Langer monkeys. And they uh-huh. have like little mustaches. Oh, like they have like Fu Manchu mustaches. They're really cool looking. I've never seen a monkey that looks like it. To be completely honest, um, monkey, I al- huh? but I also have a feeling like this guy doesn't just love animals. He might, maybe he's mentally ill and loves animals. But maybe he's just like trying to sell them on the black market too. Like that's a thing, you know. He's like, yeah, I love them because they make me a shit ton of money. Yeah, honestly, I mean that's it's a, it's the perfect crime. Um, what this other guy who's sixty one stole twelve squirrel monkeys? What? Anyway, that, that that's too much. That's that's eleven too many. Yeah, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, so th- that's pretty cool. But he's he gonna do it again. So don't let him out, or just <laughs> or get some extra security at the monkey enclosure. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Um, do you got you got anything else? I got two more. Uh. Pilot thought his instructor was pretending to take a nap. He was dead. Oh. He was pretending to take a nap? Oh, like a funny little bit? Yeah. Do a bit? So this guy who's learning how to fly, his instructor died, and he thought he was, like, pretending to take a nap. And was like, okay, like, bit's going a little too far. And then, like, ended up landing the plane, I guess, when they, like, they touched down, like, his fucking lifeless body flopped around and he's like oh wait 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 the the co-pilot thought this so he was an instructor so he had a student flying the plane he was sitting like co-pilot he still thought it was a bit even when he was forced to land the fucking plane yeah i don't know man like you thought he was gonna like pop up and be like that was a test wow he he had other things on his mind he was flying a fucking plane well, he wasn't. I mean, he ended up, but yeah, it's. Uh, I don't like those. I. I mean, those pranks aren't funny to me. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna say not the pranks. I don't like the planes. I flew in a, my my buddy, one of uh, my buddies back home. He his family has like a 
a biplane like that yeah. seats like six people and we flew in it and i remember one time his dad was flying the plane looked over at me and goes and i was like eating trail mix or something and he was just like hey <laughs> he goes this isn't the trail motherfucker he nose dived <laughs> he's like this is the welcome to the Oregon trail um died of dysentery no he goes um he goes oh be careful eating up here because if you choke i can't do the heimlich on you i can't save you and i was like oh well i'm done fucking eating on the fucking plane i'll tell you that much because you can't stand up in those things they're like compact it's like you're in a honda civic man it's like not a lot of room in there and uh that guy the pilot ain't hopping out of the seat to uh you know yeah yank on your uh what do you yank on to get someone uh, unstuck at the windpipe belt he had a yeah yank on that the seat belt you think that would work no no (laughs) You're just 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 strangling him as he's choking. That's cool. You're just tragically choking to death while everybody's having the time of their life in a plane. That's good time. Good time for most. You could, yeah. Anyway, uh, you just read that once. Oh, I'm up. Okay, yeah. Okay, I got this one right here. Well, this one's just a brief one. I don't want to talk about it too much, but I just thought it was pretty interesting. So this Tokyo man who's 74, um, he... I, I can't find the fucking title anymore. Anyway, no, so this 74-year-old Tokyo man, he was living in his fucking house with his wife and eight other ex-wives. Ooh. That sounds like a bad Disney uh, animated film from back in the day. But here's the thing. He also had three of his kids in there, and... Apparently, he got uh, arrested because he was trying to uh, coerce this this teen teenage girl into joining, like, being his next wife. And he did it by showing her pictures of aliens and saying that if you do not join my, like, a relationship with me and my wives, that you will be abducted. So, that's a good one because they can't really prove it's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> David, if you get any fucking ideas, I tell you. Like, see this guy? Just shows him a picture of a of a tall gray. Yeah, this tall guy. Gray. This guy hates that you're single. <laughs> he wants you to date me. This is my friend. You think this- he's cute? <laughs> This guy hates you because you haven't given me my hug yet. Where is it at? <laughs> See this guy right here? Doctors hate him because <laughs> you see those like ads? Doctors hate this man because yeah. he found out how to how to elongate his penis. <laughs> oh, that's why doctors hate him. Oh, I knew it. Uh, so yeah, he got arrested. Good for good for arresting this guy. Seventy four years. He's gone. He's done probably too many horrible things in his long life. He needs to be stopped. Yeah, it's rare you start that late. No, he's been doing. <laughs> no, he just got caught. He has eight ex wives. What do you think he got those all from? Fucking seventy to seventy four. Sounds expensive. <laughs> it sounds really expensive. All those um, court fees. Uh, I don't even think that. I think it was just kind of like a, 
here's a piece of paper, figure it out, you know, like, yeah. I don't even know how divorce or marriage works, to be completely honest. Let's, yeah, uh, I don't either. Let's not beat around the bush here. What do you I guys? I signed a bunch of papers. I, that's all I remember. I was so drunk. Would you just like cut your palms and do a handshake or some shit? Yeah, there was a goat. It ain't a goat no more. <laughs> the goat bonded us. The spirit of the goat lives within us. But I also have one more right here as uh, conservatives are pissed at Chick-fil-A's woke sandwich. You know this? No. We don't have Chick-fil-A here, so I don't, I'm out of the loop. Oh, no Chick-fil-A. Okay. I don't care. I'm a Popeye's boy. Well, I just have to – oh, Popeye's is good. But I have to say that, first off, conservatives. We know that, like, Chick-fil-A is the most conservative fast food chain. No, friendly fire will yeah. not be tolerated here, okay? You guys not you need to stop getting so bad. They got mad because – Chick-fil-A made a cauliflower sandwich because they said that people were asking for for more vegetable options. Okay. And they said that <clears throat> the the damn liberals are trying to uh they said Sleepy Joe's trying to fuck fucking take our burger away. Yeah. But Can't they're dumb because there's no burgers at Chick-fil-A anyway. It's true. But I don't know. I I was re I think it's good to get more vegetables. Just a couple more vegetables in the fast food restaurants. And here's the thing, guys. We all knew when McDonald's came out the salad that it's actually more mm-hmm. calories than the Big Mac. You knew yeah. that, right? All that dressing. Yeah, just sl- just was a ranch soup. It. It was a cold ranch sloop. <laughs> Excuse me, a sloop? A sloop. That's a that's a cold soup. It's a slop soup. Yeah, it's a slop soup that's cold. But like I don't know, just slather with some sauce, but I read something that was really interesting where it said, and I, I don't know if this is exactly accurate for like state by state, but Probably they not. said that the, in 1992, they did a, like a test of, to see like, uh, what was like the most obese state. And in 1992, it was like Wisconsin. Kentucky. No, it was like Kentucky with like, um, I don't know. It was like 9.2% or something like that. And then they did the test again in like 2020 just to see like how like obesity like which state is the most obese or something like that and they checked and they said that the highest ranking state in 1992 which was like Kentucky was lower than the lowest ranking state in 2020 yeah so like the lowest ranking state would be like Hawaii or something like that and it would be like that was like 11.5 yeah but do that same test with iPhones what does that mean we got so many more iPhones now. <laughs> All I'm saying is I, I think a little vegetable is not even like a woke thing. I think it's just like a, do we all want to live longer? Like we used to be a lot more active and like, like food was less processed and like less addicted because people make food addicted to sell more food. And we're just kind of like little cows to them who just eat all the shit. And then we, poop it out and then we eat more of it sorry i'm on my soapbox right now but you know break the cycle a little bit maybe eat a little cauliflower you know yeah but Just... you, you got you got to factor in the population we don't have the resources to be making these tasty healthy meals for everybody <laughs> like they used to so shut what? your fucking trap <laughs> Yeah, I should because David is the one who sends me uh, <laughs> Burger King, <laughs> King reviews from his car. You're lucky I do that. 
Uh, this is a perfect uh, drive to your nearest chick-fil-a out of state obviously and go find me a fucking uh cauliflower sandwich okay let's see chick-fil-a how close can i go chick phil oh, i guess we do have them in oregon now do you yeah it's, i would it's cl- closest one, one is 66 miles away <laughs> do it do it for the review Anyway, these plant-based things, I don't think they're that bad. I don't know. But I think people just use the word woke to say, like, anything that's, like, a little different, you know? As Bob Dylan said, the times, they are a-changing, whether you like it or not. So, uh, if you don't like it, just eat burger. Burger's still around, guys. You guys remember burger? It's all crickets and maggots these days, so. Yeah, I saw Snowpiercer. I know it's in the fucking protein cubes. Yeah, that's where uh, we're headed. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I think we're caught up on the news, right? Yeah, that's all the news since the last episode. <laughs> Just cauliflower burgers and alien sex. Yeah. Um, sounds good to me. Cookie Monster. And Cookie <laughs> Grover. Don't trust Grover. Sounds Stay like away he, from a, him. It sounds like Grover is more trustworthy, to be completely honest. Why? Uh, because the police are not warning people about Grover. I'm warning you about Grover. Who do you mm. trust more? The police. I never killed no one that you know of. Exactly. Okay. So, should we get into these stories today, David? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Remember how we said Cam Strange was for the children? Mm-hmm. David. Now, David. I had to start off with now, David. Now, David. Remember how we said that? Well, yes. this episode is definitely not. Oh. I've <laughs> I've read some pretty horrifying stuff over these past couple of years as a oh, as no. I what? We're going to take a month off and come back with the worst story you've ever No, <laughs> I mean, it's not like <clears throat> I just have to preface this a little bit because it is a little, you know, whatever. But like I said, Read some horrifying stuff over the past couple of years as I traumatized, traumatized myself for the amusement of my sweet, sweet campers. But today, I want to tell you a story of true evil. No, I'm not talking David Stokes. This story is not horrible in the sense of brutal murders, cannibalism, or clowns. But the story is depraved in the sense of control or the lack thereof. Also claustrophobia. Can't forget that. Uh, to be so close to freedom, but so far away is a fate I find the most terrifying. But I will get into it, or I will let you decide, I should say, as today I tell you about the kidnapping of Colleen Stan, a.k.a. the girl in the box. I recently watched Seven for the first time. Really? Yeah. So good. It's a good movie. It's very good. Is there a girl in... Uh, oh, David. Spoiler. <laughs> What? Girl in the box. You just said box, which made me think of it. I didn't say there's a girl in a box. Oh, what's in the box? See, I, I knew that part. I've seen that a billion times. And I was like, okay, I finally need to watch this movie. This, that movie's like over 20 years old. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. you can spoil it. Anyway. I am the last person alive to see it. Mm. You might be. Yeah. I just rewatched it recently. It's good. Yeah. Anyway, so... Let's get into the story. On May 19, 1977, 20-year-old Colleen Stan was hitchhiking from her home in 
Eugene, Oregon. What did you say? You she broke up hit- for a second. Oh, what the fuck? She you was keep lagging out on me. He, she was hitchhiking from her home in Eugene, Oregon. Hell yeah. So, to a friend's home in Northern California. Hey, we call that the David to Alex hometown road trip. That's where horrible long, things happen. That's a long way to hitchhike. It's like, I mean, it was 77. Yeah. It's like hitchhiking was a little bit more normal, but still like 12 hours? Maybe? Less? Four, yeah, more, more or less. Yeah. So uh, she was heading where she was headed to a birthday party. Stan was an experienced hitchhiker and while walking along the road had allowed two rides to go past her before accepting the ride from a from 25 year old Cameron Hooker. Stan reportedly felt confident climbing into the blue van, quote unquote, because Hooker's wife, Janice, and their baby were also in the car with him. They drove for a little while before stopping at a gas station along the way where Colleen Stan went to use the restroom. Later, she would tell police, a voice told me to run and jump out of the window and I and never look back. But ultimately, she calmed her fears and went back to the car. Okay, so I have to say, first off, I feel like that's like a pretty understandable, like, if there's a woman and a baby in a car with a man, yeah, like, that's... Safe. You would think, but like, fuck, man, this—that's what's fucked up. Is like when you got like accomplices like this that are like half the fucking baby. The baby was using both the adults. Yeah, you know that. Oh yeah, you knew about this, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. From, so yeah, the, the, fucking from, from baby bedtime stories. Oh. Yeah, baby. They talk about blood baby bath, blood yeah. baby blood. Don't say baby killers, killer babies. It's true. <laughs> so, so she ultimately calmed her fears and climbed back into the car. Uh, trust your gut always. I wrote just because uh, you should. If you see a baby, run the other fucking direction. You can't trust yeah. them. They're full not even of, your own. No, leave them. <laughs> leave them at the fire station. Firefighters know what to do if if a baby turns demonic. They just keep it hush hush. I have fourteen daddies. They spray it with the. F- <laughs> you, you know what? If you if you want your baby to be a hardened uh, adult, leave them at a fire station. They will spray that baby with a fire hose, and uh, it will it, roll half a block. <laughs> it builds builds character and momentum. Say. Yeah, it, yeah, a lot of momentum. Could knock over 12 pins. How many pins are? Nine? 12. It doesn't matter. It knocks over 12. Um, after, after getting back into the van and driving for a while longer, Cameron Hooker, the man, pulled off the highway and put a knife to Stan's throat once they were alone in an isolated area. What happened next is a thing of nightmares as Colleen Stan was subsequently locked in a wooden head box that was designed to prevent light, sound, and fresh air from entering. That yeah, sucks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> If you wanna build if you wanna build a hardened adult, put their head in a box. Yeah. Okay. Shoe box. Uh, KFC biscuit box. Oh, I thought a head box was like a chest that goes at the the front of the bed. Uh, that's called a head box. 
Where you like you keep know. blankets in it? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. No, I could be is, way wrong. This was like a cube with a hole in it with like okay. some hinges on it. Like a medieval torture device. Yeah, it's like if Pyramid Head were called Cube Head. Okay. From Silent Hill, of course, for all you Pyramid Head fans. So, Cameron Hooker had learned to make this box because at the time he worked, he was a lumber mill worker with a steady job and had Janice, uh, and had Janice while doing so. What the fuck does that mean? Why did I write that? <laughs> and had Janice while doing so. He's married to Janice, okay? Whatever. He had the baby while doing so. No, Janice was not the baby. I think the baby was unnamed, that fucking accomplice. Janice Jr. Jan- <laughs> Janice Joplin. Jan June? Jan, Jan June. Jan June. So, so Janice, who we would later find out was also kidnapped, had reached an agreement with Hooker, her husband, and that, I mean, husband, quote unquote, and that, uh, that Hooker was allowed to capture a slave to take Janice's place because up until that time, Cameron had been using Janice to act out sexual bondage. And she was like, nah, I'm not like into this. I don't want this. But he was just like, okay, well like, will you marry me and be like my wife, my quote unquote wife. But like, I'll do sexual bondage stuff with like, like other people. And (laughs) she's like, fine. So, but she was also kidnapped. So, yeah. So part of the deal was that, was that sexual bondage could occur with this slave, but there would be no, sorry, this is graphic. There would be no penetrative sex because that was cheating. So it was like, you can whip me. I don't really know how bondage works. David, can you explain how bondage works? (laughs) Well, bondage is a very open ended thing. A lot goes into it. Um, (laughs) There's typically a dominator and then there is their submissive. Mm. And mm-hmm. it can go anywhere between, you know, getting hogtied and thrown over a fire uh, to just being handcuffed and thrown into a pool. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of it ends up being thrown into or over a fire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're going to get cooked either way. I hope uh, you like apples because you will have one shoved into your mouth. And <laughs> yes. And. Uh, there's a lot of leather chains. I do think um, it's weird that leather was like such a bondage thing. Why couldn't it be like um, uh, like furry, like big furry Cameron slash Puff Daddy jackets from the nineties? Uh, I think I think our our bondage has been around much longer than the nineties. Mm. It predates the Puff Daddy jackets. I'm just saying, switch it up. Why does why does uh, fashion change? But except in bondage, you know they got they got the funny hat, the little. Uh, do you know one of the village people was just like a bondage guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, and leather daddy. I think he was. Yeah, I think it was just a leather daddy pretending to be a police. No, no, the police officer had like a biker helmet. We looked him up the other day. He's one like a motor, was, was he supposed to be yeah. like a motorcycle guy? He's like a motorcycle cop, but I think one of them is just a straight up bondage dude. Let me see, village. <sighs> village people one of them just a fucking yeah yeah he's like a biker dude he's got a sick stash though one of them's just like a leather daddy with a giant mustache yeah he's got assless chaps but he, <laughs> he looks to have whitey tighties on i i love it too because like these guys came out actually i don't know if like people even they had to have known that this was like a gay band right 
uh, yeah. But like, it's so funny. Like, I bet like every conservative family is like, we love the YMC. It's our favorite song. And like, you know, and then there's like, wait, who's the lead singer? I can see his ass. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's the fun a, part. They're all the lead singer and you can see all of their true. asses. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, uh, like I said, uh, bondage no penetrative sex because that's cheating so just the bondage stuff i do like how they have an electrician too yeah a line lineman as they like to call him i think he's like a pg&e guy pacific gas and electric it is just a strange lineup i gotta say there's one guy who's just a straight up native american yes there's a chief um there's a cowboy there's the (laughs) line man uh there's like the highway police officer motorcycle like chips, guy like a uh, chp yeah. uh there is the bondage daddy and then there is <laughs> they're just all a soldier like, they're all like occupations that kind of represent like a part of america and then there's like oh maybe he's like the dark side of america that dark sexual energy i would love to know like the the formation the ideas that went into forming the the village people maybe that's a story that's that's the village I want to be involved in. You know, people, you know, during the post-apocalyptic thing, I always wondered what job I would be in the village. Think I'd be the leather daddy. Uh, so I'm, I'm just clicking through photos of the village people right now. And <laughs> I found one that had one side is the village people and the other side is uh, Freddie Mercury. And from smooth.com, there is an article titled... <laughs> Was Freddie Mercury's drink spiked on a night out with the village people? Oh, no. Freddie. I hope not. Or if he wanted it, maybe. I'm just I'm just curious on what led anybody to ask this question. The Freddie's, one of Freddie's friends. Yeah, Freddie friend. Yeah, friend. Anyway. I, I feel bad for the electrician guy. He had to wear that hard hat all the time. Have you ever worn one of those? They were not that comfortable. CHP guy wears a fucking helmet, too. Yeah, but that's like a motorcycle helmet. It's padded. It's definitely hot. Oh, okay. You're just saying it's it's a more uncomfortable helmet, the yeah. construction oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Um, Okay, I got to keep going with this <laughs> Yeah, where story. were you? Where are you going with this? So on the first night of her kidnapping, Stan was strung up by her hands physically attacked by a hooker and left blindfolded and suspended while the pair had sex below her. That's what I'm saying. You're always suspended. That fire is the friction between the legs. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's just, it's just nothing but friction. And I know we're making light of this, but you gotta, to keep from laughing and, uh, you know, so I mean, to keep from laughing, (laughs) what the fuck crying, you can cry. And yeah. Um, but don't worry, the story's not over yet. It doesn't just happen over and over again. So it does for a while. So after kidnapping, Stan stated that she was tortured and kept locked in a box for 23 hours a day until she was given a contract and forced to sign herself into slavery for life in January of 1978. So yeah. that was... You got to love a good contract when there's just... There's only one option, you know? <laughs> He's like, either you sign to the New York Nets or I lock you in a sauna forever. <laughs> You're like, I'm signing to the Nets. I love playing soccer. 
<laughs> so, um, so, um, like I said, um, in view from the box. So she signed the contract, obviously. Like, this is going to fucking hold up in court. Sir, uh, judge, I'd like to show you this contract she signed. Yes, I kept her head in her box, and I uh, physically tortured her until she signed this. But she did sign this, and you cannot break a legal contract. Am I right? So, in view from the box, propped up against her purse under the bed, was a photo of Marie Elizabeth Spanhaki, a previous victim whose body was never found. So he would... Uh, tell her like oh I killed this woman here's a picture of her as a constant reminder to like not do anything out of that's, place do not try anything I will kill dark. you I mean it's, yeah. sm- it's smart well like a this good is, tactic but well, fucked up yeah and this is what I was talking about with the whole alien I mean uh, the like aliens will kidnap you if uh, if you don't like join my thing because what he's gonna do next is like exactly what that is it's just like this fear mongering of like there's things out there that will get you if you don't abide by my rules and what he did was says colleen stan further stated that hooker led her to believe that she was being watched by a large powerful organization called the company which would painfully torture her and harm her family if she tried to escape so that's kind of exactly like the it's the boogeyman tactic you know like he mm-hmm. was obviously the boogeyman but he's like oh you think i'm bad there i'm part of an organization that is way worse so yeah. um stan subsequently became a slave referred to as k and was forced to call uh hooker master and was not allowed to talk without permission Hooker reportedly wanted Stan to be like a female character in the 1954 French erotic novel Story of O and soon started sexually assaulting her, um, which was off limits. Remember, his wife's like, you can do like bondage stuff like that's what I don't get. Like, I don't she's like, yeah, bondage stuff, but like no penetrative sex. And you're like, what does that mean then? Like, I don't just like pinching like car batteries to your nipples car clamps well i think there's an aspect of bondage that like someone's getting arousal out of someone else's pain oh oh, or vice versa i guess yeah that's true where it's like you could just get like whipped with something and someone's like yeah that was enough that's like not not sex but it's you know it's (laughs) it's something all right so (laughs) although he could not have vaginal sex with her he did he did a number of other things that I will leave out because I don't want to say them. Um, I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to say them. He did other stuff. So following this, the hooker family moved to a mobile home in red bluff with Stan. So they took, they moved with her. They're like, okay, we're moving dude. It gets so much weirder. Um, so they moved with her where she was kept locked in a wooden box under the couple's bed. Uh, like we said, where she was kept for 23 hours a day. And in 1978, Janice gave birth to a second child on the waterbed above Stan. So, like, this woman was just, like, giving birth. And there's, like, a captive below her with her head in a box as she pushed out a baby. That's, like, talk about bad karma. Like, I don't. Did her head ever leave the box? Yeah. Like, uh, he would let her out of the box when they would obviously, like, do stuff. But I think most of the time she would stay in there and then he would let her out to like eat and drink water and whatnot. But 
I think she would go straight back in there. But things would change a little bit later because that was only a year into her kidnapping. Okay. And this went on for a while. So she was kidnapped in 70, 77. And then this was only 78. So Stan said that her faith in God and belief in a chance of escape helped her survive. Her greatest fear, which Cameron reinforced daily, was of the company, like we talked about, the people that would harm her. To avoid painful punishments, Stan tried to comply with uh, with his commandments, uh, which later led to her being allowed to go out to jog, work in the yard, care for the family's children in the mobile home, and helped him build bigger accommodations, like an underground du- dungeon for more slaves. So at this point, he was just like, you can go out for a jog, but if you try to run away, the company will kill you or like kill your family and torture you. Okay. That is the fucking scariest shit to me is to think that like you're trapped by these lies. And also yeah. just the fact that like there's a lot of weird shit going on where like he believes he's like, yeah, she's not going to go anywhere. And then she's like, I'm not going to go anywhere. And they both just like, kind of trust the other person and what they're saying, you know, like, yeah. Oh, and obviously it's far from either. So even with an open door neighbors and telephone, she made no attempt to escape as according to Stan, her fear of the company kept her from seeking help. Like we talked about. Additionally, Stan was allowed to visit her family by herself in 1981. Whoa. This was, Four, five years after she was kidnapped. Five years. But when she went to go visit them in 1981, she did not reveal her situation due to the fear of the possible consequences to her and her family. Her family thought she was involved in a cult because of her homemade clothes, lack of money, and absence of communication over the years. They did not want to pressure her, fearing she would stay away forever. Which is actually, it totally makes sense. It's like yeah. the worst, you kind of wish that somebody in the family was like, you're not fucking going anywhere. Like, yeah. you're staying here. I don't care. And then she's like, no, the company will kill you. And he's like, I don't care. But, like, it obviously makes sense that this family's just like, yeah, we're not going to pressure you. Like, we're afraid. Yeah. It's 78, like, no cell phones. She If she dips out in the middle of the night, they might not see her for the rest of her life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so it's I don't know. So the next day, Stan returned for a second visit with Hooker posing as her boyfriend. Yikes. Yeah. At the trial, Stan explained that she was happy about visiting her family, who were therefore able to take a photograph of her and Cameron happily smiling together. Do you have that photo? Um, I found it online. Yeah. It's, it's like, let me see. I'll look at it again, but it's just like, they actually make a cute couple. (laughs) Yeah, actually. No, no, they look like a normal, like, I mean, he looks older than her and shit, but like, what did you type? Um, I just typed in Cameron hooker picture here. I'll flip it around. Look at, Oh, yeah. No, she looks very happy. They both look very happy. 
She's got like he's smiling, like a big smile. She's smiling, a big smile, and she's got like both arms wrapped around him, from doing like a kind of a side hug, leaning her head on his shoulder, and like just they just look like a normal couple, despite the fact that he's just a little bit older. But what the fuck? Like, I don't know. It's just crazy. What like um, obviously you know Stockholm syndrome and oh yeah, and it's a real these, thing. Yeah, these other like traumatic. Uh, mental i don't know mental illnesses is the right word but mental diagnoses that like happen when you're under that kind of stress you know it's just like it's crazy you know you become like dependent on these people because like they're the ones keeping you alive and everything yeah so according to stan uh the woman of course uh hooker feared he had given his slave too much freedom and took her back to his mobile home where he locked her in a wooden box under his waterbed once again where she remained in the box 23 hours a day for the next three years this is what i don't get like i don't she was like playing by all the rules and she's like okay like i didn't tell my family and he's like well i'm just kind of paranoid again so for three years you're going back in the box like what what so bodily functions were dealt with by her using a bedpan, which she positioned under herself uh, with her feet. It was stated in court that Hooker's children were told Kay, you know, uh, Stan, uh, had gone home. However, once his children had gone to bed, Hooker would take Stan out of the box to feed and torture her. Like, what the fuck, man? She was reportedly not allowed to make any noise and had to lie still 23 hours at a time in the dark with little air to breathe. During the summers, conditions were especially harsh on her as the temperature in the box would rise to over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. To feed herself, she ate scraps of food. So that's what we're dealing with for three years. It was not until 1983 that Stan had reintroduced to the children, uh, that Stan was reintroduced to the children. Like, oh, look, she came back. She wasn't under my fucking waterbed for three years. Oh, God, you know one of those kids found that her while looking for Christmas presents. <laughs> You're like, Dad, you, Daddy, you got me. <laughs> you got me a human. You got me fucking, uh, oh, help me out here, a creeper? Who are the Minecraft characters with the square heads? They all have square heads. You talking about the the green one? That's Dave. Like... Yeah, Dave. I don't Steve. know. What the fu- Steve. 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 Yeah, Steve. You got me, Steve from Minecraft. You under the bed. <laughs> what? Like, I don't know. She has a box on her head. Dog. Oh, I see. Her. Okay. <laughs> you think I just fun. brought up a random Steve I reference? Don't <laughs> I don't even play Minecraft. Um, oh. So. Uh, he, he reintroduced her to the children and the neighbors, and she was allowed to get a job as a maid at a hotel. This guy is just like fluctuating like a motherfucker. He's like, trying I don't to trust get caught, man. He's like, I don't trust you. You know what? Run for president. Do it. You'd be good. So, uh, Hooker wanted call Become a cop. Go ahead. <laughs> Hooker, go on a, go on a, 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 a junket tour about how you got kidnapped. Go write a book, huh? <laughs> so Hooker wanted Colleen Stan to become his second wife, which was a turning point for Janice. Oh, now Janice had enough. Yeah. Okay. Enough's enough, huh? Another wife? I was okay with the tortured lady under the bed for a while. But now this. So Janice confessed that starting with their first date, she had also been tortured, brainwashed, and referred to as a whore over the years by Cameron. 
So, you know, she was, you know, a victim as well. Janice further stated that she survived their relationship by engaging in denial and compartmentalization. Of course, that's what you got to do. And by August 1984, Janice began struggling with herself and went to Stan, under the bed, of course, in order to inform her that Hooker was not a part of the company. However, she maintained that the organization did exist. That kind of creeped me out a little bit. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, he's not a part of the company. Company exists, though. I'm like, bitch, you know shit. What do you know? Yeah. You know Steve? S- spill the beans. You know Steve from Minecraft? Is he a part of it? So, however, uh, no, what's that? Never mind. I'm not going to go into Minecraft lore. Never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm stopping there. I, I could talk about some fucked up shit, but I'm not talking about that. So, uh, in a televised interview for Girl in the Box, Stan told the interviewer that she then went to a bus station and phoned Hooker to inform him that she was leaving him and that she, that he reacted by bursting into tears. Little bitch. <laughs> How dare he show emotion? Me. Well, he fucking kidnapped her. I don't fucking care. I, I don't fuck him. Um, Stan subsequently caught a bus home, and in the months that followed, she did not contact the police, but continued to call Hooker regularly. She explained this at the trial by saying that she wanted to give Hooker, at Janice's request, a chance to reform. So she didn't turn him in right away. She would, like, call him up and be like, Yo, you still kidnapping people and putting them underneath your bed? He's like, oh, I can't shake it. I'm just getting, you know, almost got almost got it out of my system. But I, I want to do it. And uh, three months later, Janice reported her husband to the police. So Janice went to the police. She's like, he ain't changing. She informed Lieutenant Jerry D. Brown of the Red Bluff Police Department that Cameron had kidnapped, tortured, and murdered Katie, uh, murdered Mary Elizabeth span hanky so the woman that was the picture in yeah. the box or whatever the threat yeah who had disappeared on january 31st 1976 authorities were unable to locate the remains of the woman but due uh due to the lack of uh physical proof no murder charge was brought so they never found her body which is kind of fucked i mean i'm kind of questioning if like he even killed her yeah, or if he might used, not have. he find like a random picture. It was like, see this person? I murdered them. So yeah. you can't like that would be the much easier way to do it. That it'd be easier to make it up than just actually kill someone. Well, when you put it like that, yeah, I yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> that's, that's what, what clear. I, that's what I was saying. Clarify. That's what I was saying. But why do you have to put it so simple? Of course, it sounds so obvious now. But uh, <laughs> so, um, Chris Hatcher. A forensic psychologist and criminal profiler testified for Cameron's prosecution at the start of the 1985 trial. And Janice testified against her husband in exchange for full immunity. I kind of don't agree with that, but whatever. Yeah. She did some fucked up shit. Um, In the end, Hooker was sentenced to consecutive prison terms totaling 104 years for sexual assaults, kidnapping, and using a knife in the process. That is so fucking weird that like you go okay you got 104 years which i'm fine with the 104 year sentence but they're like for sexual assault kidnapping and using a knife while you did it i'm like what about like torture and like 
Yeah. Like false imprisonment. And like there's so many more like, I don't know, sexual assault and kidnapping are bad ones, of course. But like I feel like it would be like something a little bit more like, I don't know. I can't think of a proper. It it could also have everything to do with like the state at the time and like what yeah was prosecuted attempted murder maybe i don't know like that would be give him a couple life sentences so originally uh ineligible for parole until 2023 he had his hearing date moved up by uh up seven years by two to 2015 by california's elderly parole program okay now you know that exists and on April 16, 2015, his request for parole was denied. And Hooker will be eligible for another hearing in 2030. However, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, California officials contacted Stan and advised her that they were looking into possibly, possibly granting Hooker parole in March of 2021. Instead of a parole hearing, authorities scheduled a hearing in September 2021 to decide if Hooker should be classified as a sexually violent predator, which would result in his civil commitment to a state hospital. After the trial, Stan studied uh, studied for an uh, accounting degree. So the woman, you know, Colleen Stan, studied for an accounting degree, and she also joined and volunteered for Reading... Reading Women's Refuge Center, an organization to help abused women, which is very nice. Yeah. Janice reverted to her maiden name, Lashley, became a registered associate social worker and has worked as a mental health professional. Once again, very nice. Stan has uh, has changed her last name, and both Janice and Stan continue to live in California, but they do not communicate with each other. I wonder why. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. But here's the thing. Here's the very final sentence. This motherfucker. What's his name? What's this fucker's name again? What was his name? I, I, why did I forget his name? Cameron Hooker. This motherfucker, Cameron Hooker's parole hearing kept getting pushed back because of COVID-19 outbreaks via his attorney and others. But his next parole hearing is scheduled for March 27th of this year. Oh. He's not getting out. I don't think so either. There's no way. I'm you guys should call in and be like, "Hey, we heard about this motherfucker. Keep him in there." I mean, he's old, but still What's he like, get, like what's him. he going to do? If he gets what out, what if he gets out, he's going to be what 70 what? Uh fuck. I don't know when he was born. I I didn't uh let me see. Let me see. What's this fucker's dude? I can't remember. Cameron Hooker. Cameron Hooker. Why am I do? I I have to block his name out, man. I think that's why. Let me see. Age. Give me his age. Uh. He's not sixty five. Bullshit. He's only sixty five. He's sixty nine. Nice. This is episode one sixty nine. Nice. You're right. Um, that doesn't seem elderly enough for me. No. And this is what I'm talking about with the fucking like give him attempted murder. He should not he should have got consecutive life pres- uh, sentences. Yeah. I don't know, just my opinion, but like just the box shit alone. Like there should be like a little bit more nuance to like, oh, he kept her head in a box for 3 years and let her out 1 hour a day. And you're like, "Yo, just for that, you don't get to get out." Like I don't know. That it's just it's fucked up. I I hope 
like you said, I hope they keep him in there. I hope there's no no fucking appeal or anything like that. I hope they uh, hope they put his head in the box and fucking light it on fire. Fuck that dude. I hope he gets <laughs> broken up with every fucking day of his life. They should call. She should have the uh, what's her name call him and break up with him again just so he cries a little bit more. Fuck him. Fuck that dude. Fuck that incel dude. Fuck him. <laughs> you, you done? Yeah, I'm good. All right, Doman. Today I'm going to talk about a musical family with some serious problems. The and bunch. no, I am not talking about the Jackson family. Oh, uh, good one. But, but I am talking about the Wiggins family. And, I don't know that. Uh, and the band that was known as the Shags. Uh, do you... Oh, you're going to get into some dates. I was wondering when they're around. What era? You would know if you knew. What does that mean? So I was going to say, I, I was going to ask you next, are you familiar with this band? I might if I heard a song, maybe. You I, wouldn't. I, you wouldn't. Do you know about them? Yes. Why would you know, but I wouldn't? Okay. Because you, if you knew, you you would immediately know, like you would have made a bigger deal. Um, and since you do not know them, consider yourself lucky. Uh, <laughs> the Shags. The Shags started in 1965 by three teenage sisters named Dorothy, aka Dot, Betty, and Helen Wiggins. Uh, Dot was the vocals and played lead guitar. Betty also did some vocals and played rhythm guitar. And Helen was on the drums. Uh, Boy, this is the Heim sisters. <laughs> later on, uh, another sister, Rachel, would join them, slapping the bass here and there. But she wasn't like a, she wasn't like always there. She's just coming every now and then. Uh, She's the reliever. Bring her in. Yeah, she was let a lot her, younger. Her... Let her fucking hit the the long guitar. Yeah, the long, come, thick string guitar. Come on, let her play the long guitar. Let her play the deep guitar. <laughs> it's so, it's so deep. Uh, this is weird. The Shags started uh, from a small town of Fremont, New Hampshire, but it wasn't really their choice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Much like many other stories in the past, and I'm sure coming in the future, the band was formed by a tyrant manager, the bad daddy himself, Austin Wiggins. Oh, we love we love bad musical daddies. They, this is ugh, he's a bad daddy. They got they got a real good ear for talent, but a real bad ear for treating a child like a child. So, Bad Daddy was a mill hand in Exeter, which I believe is a town like nearby, mm-hmm. and uh, by trade, which did not supply the family with much. And uh, they were considered to be a poor family who made even more poor music. Uh, <laughs> no. Fremont locals described Austin as humorless, as a humorless man who rarely cracked a smile. Wait, did we find out what year this is going on? Uh, they started in 65. So this was around the time of the Jackson 5? Do you think that he was like looking at that as a template and being like, oh, because like, I feel like oh, we'll family get in- bands were a thing. We will get into why the family band existed. 
Okay, because I I know like the Partridge family. I know the Jackson Five. There's like a couple yeah. other band family, even the Brady Bunch. You know. Yeah, uh, the bad daddy was a very old fashioned and strict father, and forbid his daughters to even experience a normal quote unquote uh, childhood. The girls would not be allowed to have any type of social lives, no friends outside of the family, and sure as shit, no boyfriends. Uh, the funny rule to me is that he also forbid the girls to ever attend any musical concerts, which if you want to force your kids to start a band, I think it would be a good idea to, you know, expose them to live music. No, I actually disagree. You know why? You know, I'm no father, so. You know, they they always say, like, I'm, t- I'm sick and tired of hearing this. Oh, Greta Van Fleet stole Led Zeppelin's sound. Oh, this person stole this person's sound. You know what? I want a fucking straight original band. I want a band that's never, never listened heard to music. <laughs> Literally, what a... Well, you know what? That's what they <laughs> sounded like. <laughs> it goes to show you that influence is a good thing. But here's yeah. the thing. The first guy to ever make music kudos i take my hat off to him yeah. man that guy was just going with nothing he just fucking yeah salvador did... elamciano he uh he invented music <laughs> shut the fuck up where did you come up with that name what salvio elamciano i He's... think you just changed his fucking name <laughs> <laughs> no he invented music he was like he heard birds chirping yeah. He's like, oh, that is a that is a nice French now. Music. He tried. He he threw a, a stick at a bird and missed, and it hit the hollow side of a cow, and it made a drum sound. It made that fucking drum sound from in the air, like doo 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 doo. It was like bounced down the tree, and he's like, fuck, I should write. It's ricocheting off the drowning. cows. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue, Salvador. <laughs> uh, Betty said that her and her sisters had quote unquote missed everything. And uh, she said that she fantasized about getting in a car and never looking back. Oh, uh, you have to back up, you dumb bitch. She gets in a car and just all. drives straight. She backs up without looking back? Might be on the street already, dude. Who said, it was a, <laughs> who said they, afford, they could afford a driveway? Um, Not everybody knows how to drive. <laughs> I'm scared. You fucking uh, idiot. You know how to drive? No, I don't. You know what? You yelled at me. Um... <laughs> So where am I? Here we are. Now, every movie where there is a controlling father, it usually comes with abuse. Unfortunately, this story fits that trope, being that the girls had suffered from parental abuse and Helen had said that her father once inappropriately touched her. Oh, um, yeah. I told you this story, this, this whole podcast ain't for children. No. It's not. So when Bad Daddy Austin was a young man, his mother his mother read his palm and made three predictions. Oh, can I guess one of them? Yeah, he's gonna be a bad daddy. That wasn't one of them. That was that should have been number four. Okay, so one of them was he's gonna be. See, she's gonna say some fucking bullshit like you're gonna be very rich and successful. Okay. So, number one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to stop. He would marry a woman with strawberry blonde hair. Okay, these are a little bit more specific. Yeah. Number okay. two, he would have two sons after after his wife died. 
Oh, what what a fucking bitch mom. Which is kind of fucked up to be like, oh, I get to go marry a strawberry blonde haired lady, but she's going to die. Don't get so, too like, attached. <laughs> why wouldn't you go looking for a brunette? You know, save a life. Yeah. Um, and number three, his daughters would become a world famous band. At this point, it seems like he's trying to will some shit into existence. Well, that would have been grandmama. Grandpapapino. Should I do this? Who's Grandpapapino? <laughs> oh, he invented movies, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Grandma. Grandpapapino. What well, is meant and, like and Sil- Silvio invented music? Yeah. Grandpapapino invented movies, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, like, should I do it to my kids? I'll just be like, make up some bullshit and really set the bar high. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you're gonna meet like, a beautiful wife, but she's I'm gonna like, die. I'd be like, your your children will be famous movie stars. I'd be like, you'll own forty classic cars. And I'd be like, the third one is, you will commit suicide early and give it all to grandpappy. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> Nothing. I didn't. I knew. I I haven't worked out the third one yet. Maybe don't kill yourself. Just give me all the stuff. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, Grandma nailed it. Uh, <laughs> you think that he fucking really took this to heart, though, and was like, yeah, yes. I'm going to marry some fucking redhead just because Mama said so. Well, after his strawberry blonde wife died, he had two more children, both Wait, boys. Wait, how'd she fucking die? It didn't say. <laughs> it did not say. <laughs> Okay. Wait. So are all the all the daughters with her? Um, yeah. With the okay. I believe so. It didn't really go like all the things I looked up. It didn't really go into the, the detail of that stuff. Uh, but yeah. So one and two, right? You know, check off. So Austin knew what he had to do. So he uh, he he locked his three daughters in the basement with two guitars and a drum set until be the, until they became the Jonas sisters. Um. <laughs> According to Dot, Bad Daddy would have the family hold seances in attempt to communicate with his mother. Uh, Dot later said that her and her sisters all thought that their father was nuts, but never spoke out in fear of insulting their father in front of the spirit of their late Grandpapa Pino. Uh, <laughs> what? That's, that sounds like the grandpa now. No, no, Grand Pepper and Grand Papapino. Okay, so that's that's the Grand Papapino. Grand Papapino. 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 Okay. Uh, Papapina. Papapina. Isn't it Papapina? Grand Papapina. You can't have added an O at the end. It's a woman. Papapina. <laughs> you got to conjugate that shit. You're right. Yeah, I wasn't conjugating. Uh, Dot also said that Bad Daddy never had a care for music and never. And, and and knew nothing about the idea of music, but he wanted to fulfill. <laughs> the, the motherfucker never heard music. No, he was a very sad man. Uh, but he wanted to f- fulfill the predictions of his palm reading. Um, so really, really leaning into the idea, the bad daddy decided to withdraw his daughters from school and arrange for them to go and get music and voice lessons. Spoiler alert: The lessons didn't work. Um, but he, 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 uh, 
That's a typo. What am I trying to say here? I was well, just a sidebar while you collect yourself. I was yeah. talking about that today and being like, "Man, you know who gets really far in life? People who have no shame." Oh yeah. And I feel like if I was just like so delusional, where I was like, "I want to be a world star singer, like a world famous singer," and I went and I got like voice lessons and I and I got music lessons and shit like that, and I just like kind of like, and even if I was bad, like I still might get like to some modicum of fame right yeah you're outside of the journey store at the mall just singing with I'm outside no of music. sam goody fucking slanging slanging uh burnt cds with the green sharpie written on them yeah that's pretty cool what's my cool. album called uh pain <laughs> but it's spelled <laughs> spelled like why yeah like bread <laughs> <laughs> Pain, like, but it's spelt like bread. What the fuck does that mean? That, that's, <laughs> that's the title. Pain, pain, pain but is... it's spelt like bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, pain is the French word for bread. <laughs> <laughs> they say he didn't remember the Titans. He goes, "What is pain? <coughs> it's bread." Because people, it was a trivia question one time, and it was like, what does Denzel say? And he's like, pain. And someone's like, pain is weakness leaving the body. And he's like, no, pain is French bread. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks, Denzel. My album, self-titled, I mean self-titled. Alex, <laughs> Alex Tobin's first album, Pain, but it's spelt like bread. Yeah. Love that. Spell it out. Well, so uh, Bad Daddy designed a schedule with several hours of calisthenics and uh, what? like working out. That don't help you sing. Well, it keeps you in shape. Get the lungs oh. strong. Yeah, I guess. And uh, and also band practice. So several out several hours of that seven days a week. <sighs> the band got their name the Shags due to the fact that it was the popular hairstyle at the time. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for the bad daddy, his daughters really had no interest in becoming musicians, and they hated every second of it. Uh, Dot later said, our father was stubborn and he could be temperamental. He directed, we obeyed or did our best. Damn. Yeah. That must suck to have no interest in it too. Is this? Oh yeah. Being forced into it. Yeah. That's, uh, it's going to be hard to be good at a guitar when you don't even want to do it. Yeah. What's the good they got though? Oh man. You got to listen to some of it after. Um, okay. The girls would even skip out and go to the lake for some fun, but would leave their instruments laid out as if they'd just been practicing to try to trick their dad in case he caught them not practicing. Mm. Uh, so I'm not sure if I have like straight out said it. I know I have. I have wrote this in just to make sure that I had. Um, and even if I have, I really need to get the point across. The shags are fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be some of the worst music I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't put the blame on the girls because, you know, they didn't even want to fucking be there. Uh, you, like, you can hear it in the music that they wanted nothing to do with this shit. And, uh, man, it's it's so bad. And uh, I, I had their album playing while I was writing this. And I thought I was going insane. <laughs> they got an um, album? Yes. Uh, you know, I'm going to just real quick. The Shags. There's one song I liked. The Shags. And I'm going to guess the song was called Halloween. 
Ooh. It's Halloween by the Shags. Lyrics. Full lyrics. I'm going to read the lyrics to, to you guys. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's time for scares. It's time for screams. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. The ghost will spook. Oh, I'm not reading that line. Say it. I, f- I feel like that's a racist thing to say. Say it. The spooks will scare? That's fine. Okay. I thought spooks were a word for, like, the KKK. Because uh, they look like ghosts. To be honest, I don't really know. All right. Well, we're If you're claiming... ignorant, it's fine. Yeah, we're claiming ignorance here. Uh, why, why even Dracula will be there? It's time for games. It's time for fun. Not for just one, but for everyone. The jack-o'-lanterns are all lit up. All the dummies are made and stuffed. (laughs) By just looking, you will see. Uh, It's this time of year again. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. Um, It just kind of keeps going. I thought you said they are bad. But just reading the lyrics does not give it justice on how just chaotic it's so chaotic they have no spotify yes yeah um that was like the one song i thought was i could at least like i was having a good time with okay i'm not for add it to your halloween playlist i'm going to and it's gonna scare people but it's i just there's no way to really describe it without listening to it like there's just no um at no point you think any of them know how to play their instruments uh there's absolutely no rhythm it's all over the place it sounds like uh it sounds like fifth graders with garage band i kind of love that though it's like experimental yeah. garage music like they yes. get they get a fucking uh uh grammy for that now oh we'll get into it okay so the shags made their first public appearance at the talent show in exeter uh, which is the town where their dad works mm-hmm. in 1968. So they have been practicing for three years. Oh, nonstop. And uh, this show was met with a fierce mockery and people fucking hated it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, after the performance, uh, bad daddy signed them up to play it in nursing home where all these old fucks probably found it cute and couldn't hear shit anyway. So they enjoyed the show and this boosted bad daddy's confidence in his girls. Play so Halloween went... again. Play <laughs> Halloween again. Oh man. Uh, so uh, Bad Daddy was like, oh, the girls are great. These old people like them. Uh, so he went and arranged for the Shags to play at the Fremont Town Hall every goddamned weekend. <laughs> These shows at the Town Hall would attract hundreds of adolescents who would heckle and throw garbage at the girls on stage. Aww. As the town tried to figure out what the hell was going on, People started to draw connections and form beliefs of the girl's controlling father. The youngest daughter, who would occasionally join them to play bass, Rachel, was ruthlessly bullied at high school. The uh, She actually got to go to school, so good for her. Because uh, the other three were, like I said earlier, pulled from school so they could focus on the music. Oh, so they're like, like how bad was <laughs> Rachel? Where they're like, dad's like, Rachel, you can go have a normal life. Well, I almost feel like Rachel might be a stepsister from the second marriage 
Oh, so he's like, you're not, you're not a, you're not a true, true yeah. blood. You're not a part of the prophecy. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the three stationary members of the band knew that they sucked and were gravely embarrassed by all of it. Uh, in March of 1969. Nice. Uh, daddy, bad daddy took the, sh- the shrat, the shags. There's another typo. It said sh- shargs. Um, <laughs> they're good. Cause it's, too. it's shags with two G's. So my computer kept trying to fix that. Mm. Um, and it's like, is this the word you're looking for? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Bad daddy took the girls to record their first studio album. The engineer made a comment to Bad Daddy saying that the girls looked miserable and that they did not look ready to record. But Bad Daddy dismissed his comments and told him, I want to get them here while they're still hot. Uh, uh. He's like, he's like, hey, motherfucker, uh, this is part of a prophecy. Do you know what that is? Okay. This is going to be really good. Have you heard Halloween yet? You're about to fucking blow your brains out when you hear Halloween. Yeah, I don't care. It's July. Shut up. <laughs> oh, wait. It's no, I said that. I don't care if it's March. Shut up. Yeah, yeah uh, I was going to say, wait, wait, wait. It's March. Uh, one producer, Bobby Herney, Herney, recalled that the studio staff had uh, excused themselves to uh, go attend to something else, but they actually left to privately roll on the floor laughing um, at the situation and how bad the music was. I feel so bad for these girls. Yeah. Um, after the girls record the whole album in one day, which is not normal. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the daddy, studio... daddy, daddy works at the lumber mill. What does he fucking work? Daddy ain't got the that... mill hand. Yeah. He ain't got that studio money. He got that fucking mill money. Yeah. You got to make that one day, baby girls. Keep it up. Uh, one the, take uh... Tony, one take Tony. The the studio was left with a mess and attempted to hire uh, session musicians to come in and re-record some of the instrumentals to clean it up a little bit, but the musicians found it impossible because the music had absolutely no rhythm or sense to it, saying that the erratic timing was impossible to copy. Oh my god. So not even professional musicians could, could try to imitate it. They're ahead of their time. Exactly. I mean, they're like the death grips, basically. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Death Grip fans are like, fuck you. Someone's going to be mad about that. Um, or love it. I don't even know. Yeah. The uh, So the album was made into uh, 1,000 vinyl records, but only 100 of them were ever delivered to Bad Daddy. Yo, if I got my hands on one of those, it's probably worth a lot of money, honestly. Oh, it is. It is, for sure. Um, although Bad Daddy thinks that the pressing company stole them to sell them on the side because they're so good. Um, it is believed that the missing 900 were either thrown away or the production was halted due to the music being so goddamn bad <laughs> that they're just like, we're not wasting our, our vinyl on this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, bad Daddy continued to force the girls to do shows until 1973 when officials finally pulled the plug and kicked them off stage at the town hall. At this time, all of the girls were adults. Um, and even Helen had see the, I believe Helen's the drummer, um, secretly got married without bad daddy's knowledge. 
and he didn't find out about it until she chased her husband with a shotgun. The police were called <laughs> and she got arrested and bad daddy had to come get her out of jail. And that's how he found out that she was actually daddy chased my husband with a shotgun. You got a song. You got a hit right there. I know. Right. Uh, well, so that was, this is kind of when they all started to fall apart. Um, and then two years later, yeah, two years later, Helen came back and uh, Bad Daddy took the girls back to the studio to record a second album. But mm-hmm. again, it was so bad that this time Bad Daddy scrapped all of it and the music was never released. Mama kind of, fu- his mom fucked him over big time. Oh, yes, she did. Uh, she was trying to do something son. nice for her son and he took it way too far. She's like, was she still alive at this point? No, I don't think so. No, because they were uh, doing seances to try to talk to her dead Oh, that's spirit. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, she could have been like, I was, that was a prank, bro. Yeah. Why are you being prank, all bro. fucking weird about this? Don't attack me. It's a prank. I'm like, two out of three is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> statistically, <laughs> we're doing good. Statistically, sure, they're kind I've, of bummers. <laughs> statistically, I've never told the future. If this woman got two out of three, come on. Cut her some yeah. slack. Yeah. Uh, shortly after the second recording session, Austin Bad Daddy Wiggins died of a heart attack. Oh no! How old this, is he? Uh, I didn't say. I'm not sure. Probably in his late fifties, early sixties. Yeah, probably. They're adults, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, but importantly, this means that the girls are now finally free from the shags. Uh, believe it or not, after their father's death, the girls decided to sell the family home to really cut ties from all their childhood. But the buyers said that Austin Bad Daddy haunted the house. No. They said that the house was haunted by him. And so they donated the house to the local fire department and they torched the fucker. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Police department. The, the, the fire department just burned the house down. Dude, are you serious? Yeah. They. How can you just buy a house and then donate it because the shit's haunted? I mean, houses were like, uh, like not even like five hundred bucks back then. I don't know. <laughs> That's fair enough. Uh, oh my god! But you did not see a ghost story coming into this one, did you? No. Good thing they fucking got out of there asap. Yeah. He was gonna be right because like, they did all those fucking seances. It sucked them right in. Oh yeah, Mama was there, and yeah. and uh, Bad Daddy was there. Daddy oh, Grand Peppino was there. What was yeah. her name? Grand uh, Peppina. Peppina. She was there. And then Daddy was there. Da- and, uh, bad Daddy, yeah. Probably his fucking wife he murdered. Yeah. Real curious about there. what happened there. So uh, at this time, the three sisters had never made a penny from their band. And, uh, you know, regardless of their nonstop efforts to make music by their father's demand. So when the band was done, they took off to take on normal blue-collar jobs just to get by. Now, Damn, because they didn't even go to school, really, or didn't learn No, anything. they had, like, no education. Oh, my God. That's so shitty. Yeah. So, oh. now, things, things get interesting in the 80s because their first album resurfaced, and some of the world's greatest musicians, like Frank Zappa and Whoa. Kurt Cobain... Love the Shags, going as far to name them as inspirations to their music making. That sounds about right, actually. Like, yeah, 
they're kind of. I feel like both of them. I mean, Frank Zappa like, is a pretty wacky dude. Yeah, but even like Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain was just like, I'll do anything to go against the grain. Like he fucking like hated yeah. like the you know the record companies and yeah. all that shit. So he's like, I found a a band that sucks so bad. He's like, Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's fucking it. I love it. Oh uh, my god. Rolling Stones writer Deborah Ray Cohen described the Shags album Philosophy of the World, which was the name of their their first album. Not pain, but spilled as bread? No. Uh. So, yes, the Rolling Stones writer said, quoted saying that uh, their their album was the sickest, most stunningly awful wonder record I've heard in ages. That's something. Yeah. and Art's another... supposed to make you feel something, man. Yeah, this will make you feel something. Okay. Um, and another Rolling Stones writer said that it could have been the worst album ever recorded. <laughs> I forgot to put his name in there. Shit. That's my bad. Um, that one's uncredited. Uh, I feel like this episode has gone long enough because basically from here, from the eighties on, I just like all the articles were just like talking about different artists, praising them for being like so unique and like so shitty, but like unique and yeah, kind of doing their own thing, which is true. Like they, you know, they, they did suck, but it was definitely unique. It's it's um, what we it's what we just kind of talked about where it's like a band that was influenced by no one or nothing like they didn't want to fucking be I mean they didn't want to be around not no one the the dad I don't know how yeah. much the dad was like actually telling them what to play or just being like play you know what I mean he probably yeah. didn't know anything about music either but like yeah well, he knew nothing it's so interesting to like have no knowledge of music and being like let's see what comes out of this you know yeah. it's like I don't know it I mean. Regardless of everything about the horrible abuse and the shitty situations that everybody's yeah. put in, it's a really interesting experiment, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Fuck. but so what I was saying was basically from the 80s on, even until today, people have rejoiced and celebrated what it, what what is called by many the worst music ever recorded. So in a way, Bad Daddy's fortune came true. His daughters did become a world-famous band. Just not a good one. Three for three, baby. Peppa <laughs> Pina did it. Peppa Pina. Thank you, you Peppa Pina. You did it. You did it. Oh my God. What the fuck? You need to you need to listen to this stuff as soon as we end. I it's am ins- going it's to. It's insane. I'm going to. Oh my God. <laughs> I love it. I love the you, Shags already. They're my favorite band. Yeah, you're gonna love that music. My Spotify rap's gonna be completely fucked. It's just uh it's Halloween over and over again. Oh, I love Halloween my favorite holiday so you know i'm gonna be blasting that shit hell yeah um okay well i think that wraps up our stories for today so uh thank you david and thank you guys for sticking around and listening to our crazy kooky sometimes disturbing sometimes interesting stories we love doing it we love when you stick around and listen um if you guys want any more information you can go to our instagram and you can find out that we have new merch now. We added a new shirt to the store. It is in um in memory, not in memory, in in inspiration. Celebration? Of, in celebration of Monsters of the Camp Mash and it's Victor Bigfoot. We got us on a building, Bigfoot above us, holding our Victor Amanda, correct? 
Yes, and there's another little secret Easter egg in there, but you won't know until you buy the shirt. Yeah, or just look at it online. No, no, you won't be able to tell. You got to buy it. You got to buy it. it one, one of the little Easter eggs that's my favorite Easter egg is, David is shorter than me on the shirt. No, I think he just got mixed up because I asked for a special shirt, and he put it on you and not me. But it's fine. I got. Hey, what's 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 better? I got Kuma on my shirt. Yeah, it's true. Nate, as, the, lo- as long as he's on there, I'm happy. The two people you love the most, me yeah. and Kuma. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P., uh, buddy. I didn't die. Don't no, say that. Why did. would you say that to me? <laughs> what? R.I.P. Why you die, like, tonight after, that, <laughs> after we're done recording? He Kurt Cobained himself after listening to the Shags. <laughs> <laughs> you might. Hide the knives. I don't know. Whatever. Did Frank Zappa kill himself? How did he die? I'm scared. Is it cursed music? Was Frank Zappa cancer? Yeah, it might have been cancer. But, um, yeah, once again, uh, go check it out. We got a new shirt up there. If you guys want any more information, like I said, go to our Instagram, Camp Strange Podcast. And uh, Camp Strange Podcast at gmail.com is our email if you have any questions, concerns, or comments. Prostate cancer. And oh, okay, don't send us that. Um, and if you have, uh, if you want to rate, review, subscribe. Well, no, that's how Frank Zappa died. I know, I know. Oh, okay. I don't think you just say prostate cancer into the fucking mic <laughs> on a whim. Just trying to get the answers out. Okay, that's fair. And uh, yeah, rate, rate, review, subscribe, share with a friend if you can. Uh, and yeah, uh, thank you guys so much. Um, what else do we have in the store, David? Uh, we got the <laughs> we haven't philosophy. done this in a while. We got a original pressing of Philosophy of the World by the Shags. Okay, we have a paddle ball with a grenade at the end of it. I got a sword made of water. Um, I got a, I got a tiny, tiny chinchilla in a conch shell. I've got an extra large butler. <laughs> I have the brown noise in a Barnes and Noble. What's the that? brown noise makes you shit your pants. It's a note that oh. makes you shit your pants. Oh, okay. That would have been good to know. That that would have made it funnier if I knew that. Um, I got an orangutan and a speedo. I have uh, the Da Vinci Code in the fire. Because with the Harry Potter books. Uh, okay. The wizard and witchcraft. I got workers comp. I have carpal tunnel. <laughs> you need workers comp. <laughs> <laughs> I got a limousine made of jelly beans. Oh, that's actually a really cool one. Uh, I feel like we should end on that one. I can't beat that. That's I kind of channeled cool. my inner uh, riffraff on that one, I feel like. Yeah. I got limousine full of je- you seen this like fucking freeze. I think limousine full of jelly beans. I'm a halfback with a hatchback and a fatback. I'm a satback. You're like, what the fuck, dog? He's like, he's like, meet me at Ruby Tuesdays. I'll be there on Tuesday with the, with the, with the, with the new sway. I'm with the, yeah, I'm with, I'm with the new sway and the old sway back in the old days. And I'm, I'm like, oh my God, Riff Raff, you're killing it, man. Um, anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in. And David, do you have anything to say before we head out? Yeah, go listen. Go listen. Just either tonight, tomorrow, whenever you're listening to this. Next time you're going to work, leaving work, whatever. Listen to the listen to the shags, and that's give the two G's. Them, give them a couple. Give them a couple views. Also, listen to um, 
See how long you can Wait, listen to him. Listen to Bloodvein, Rubain Root. The other band, Root, Rootvein, Root Blood, Blood Root, Blood Root, Blood Root. Right? It has to be Blood Root. We got one monthly listener. No, he had zero. He had less than one monthly listener. <laughs> listen to Blood Root too. Compare contrast with the Shags. Tell us what yeah. you think. Um, okay, and David, you have anything else? No. Okay. And don't forget to stay strange. <laughs>